0: Yo, is this thing on? Man, whatever. Walk with me. Yo, welcome back to Walk With TFB. Tim Bryson here, and as y'all know, I'm a black millennial who is eager to have unfiltered conversation with authentic people centered on education, sport, and culture. Today, y'all are walking with me on Volume 8 of Tim Talks, and I got to say, this episode is super dope for me. Um, definitely a special moment for a number of different reasons. Uh, first and foremost, we have not done a Tim Talks episode since it's no coincidence back on May 4, 2021. So a little bit over a year. Um, on top of that, we haven't had an episode for the podcast since April fifth, two 2022. Um, and for those who listened to the episode with my mama, um, y'all already know what we on. yo, like fire ass episode. I'm super dope, really just a snippet, uh, as I said on the podcast, a sprinkle of what her and our conversations are like every time we link up. Um, But I told my mother because she asked me to, and I promised her that I would do a Tim Talks to close the season. Now, there are a number of different reasons to why I waited this long to record this episode. Um, Really rooted in the fact that I'm going to share throughout our time together today, and that a lot has happened since... We kicked off this season, season four, focused on educators and education, all the way back in September 2020, 2021 Now, before we go any further, I want to say um, thank y'all, first and foremost, uh, for extending grace, uh, for continuing to listen, re listen, and catch up on episodes from this season. Um, every day or so, every other day, I, I check to see you know who's listening to what episodes, you know where are we hitting, where are we missing. How can we continue to grow? Um, but this would not be a podcast. This would not be a community without us, without y'all, um, but really without us continuing to commit to having a filtered conversation with authentic people since our education, sport, and culture. Um, I also, I also want to thank us because um, after this podcast drop, I'm pretty confident in what the numbers will be, um, given how close we are to this number. But this podcast and those who listen to this podcast will help contribute to helping this podcast cross uh, 20,000 downloads, 20,000 plays um, in our history. And for those who have been rocking with us since uh, 2020, uh, 20,000 is a, it's a huge accomplishment. A huge accomplishment and definitely not the first, well, not the first, damn sure, won't be the last because the podcast is not going nowhere, especially given some updates for what I believe the podcast is going to look like moving forward. So I also want to say thank y'all in advance for continuing to support, continuing to listen, and continuing to to share this podcast with your people. I normally wait to the end of the podcast to share this, but again, I'm learning more about podcasting and how to connect with people and X, Y, and Z. And so again, if you have not given us a review on Apple Podcasts, one, what the hell are you doing respectfully with love? Two, please, 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 please go to Apple Podcasts for those who have an Apple product. Type in Walk with TAB and give us five stars and a bomb-ass review, but only if you mean it. Um, This podcast is going places, yo, because of y'all and because of the guests who continue to say yes to be on this show. Um, The reviews and the ratings, they definitely help uh, to put us in a position, to put us in a place where we can leverage uh, the purpose of this podcast and the purpose of this community. To change the fucking world. Now, I mentioned we, the last time we had a podcast episode mm-hmm. was all the way back. Excuse me, when we first started the season was all the way back in September 2021. Um, September 2021 is, was also uh, the beginning of year two of a uh, future Dr. TFB, PhD TFB, for those uh, who rock with that hashtag as well on Twitter and Instagram. And over the course of the last nine months, there's been um, a number of different things in my doc program that I've learned. A number of different things that I've unlearned. Shout out to Dr. Michael Goodman. I'm down at Texas. And really it all came to, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, to become clear uh, this past semester, this spring 2022 semester, I'm taking a social justice philosophy class, excuse me, a social justice in higher education class, in which we had to create our social justice philosophies. Now, this is a tough assignment. I'm not going to lie because I'm like, yo, like what, one, what the fuck does that mean? Um, two, like I don't want to be called a social justice educator, and there's a lot to unpack and unravel. I don't fuck unpack. The word gets used too much. A lot to unravel and uncover with that statement. But essentially, like, um, I feel like we as an industry, we as a community, we as educators I like to put um, people within functional area boxes, to which Lacey already said we can recycle those things. But like, I don't want to be a social justice educator because then it limits like what I can do outside of air quote social justice work. Which, again, that's another podcast or blog for another day. But nevertheless, this is hard. Uh, this is hard to complete. It was very challenging. It, it required me to dig deeper. I'm going to ask more questions about myself and, and really um, get to the why. I mean, I mean the core of the why and not just because I said so or because it's the right thing to do. But I'm happy to say I did turn this assignment in. Um, we, can, we can celebrate that. And in this assignment, I wrote a number of different things, um, a a couple of which that I want to share with us today. Um, And I wrote in this paper that social justice, to me, for a town, is employing individual privilege to replace systems and structures that have destructive effects on historically marginalized and systemically minoritized communities with systems and structures rooted in equality and inequity. I deliberately chose individual privilege rather than systemic privilege because individuals have made up and continue to run harmful systems. I also choose individual privilege because I believe social justice practices first require self-work, including but not limited to reflection, learning and unlearning, and application. Lastly, as I talk about in this paper, though individuals will do this self-work in isolation, social justice work is successful when individuals come together in community to demand change. Uh, end quote. Now, I'm pretty proud of this statement, um, this little excerpt that I took from my philosophy that I wrote and turned in for cor- uh, for coursework. Uh, because, again, it took me a while to get to this point where I can really clarify what I mean by social justice in higher education and what I mean by social justice in um, intercollegiate athletics and what I mean by social justice in international education. But I go on later in this paper. It's a good-ass paper now that I think about it. It's um, super practical, too. But nevertheless, I go on in this paper to talk about how my philosophy guides my thinking, and honestly my practice, I'm in our field. Um, So as I write uh, my social justice philosophy guides thinking about higher ed and student affairs because I prioritize storytelling, community building, and activism in my work. I believe storytelling is a powerful medium for learning and reflection. Storytelling humanizes people and has the potential to spark meaningful relationships grounded in empathy, understanding, and love. Community building is at the heart of inclusion, and I believe I have a gift for creating communities in both physical and digital spaces. Activism is a vehicle for leadership development and workforce preparation. Together, these practices are acts of resistance in higher education and student affairs. I'm committed to doing my own work while inspiring others to do the same, so that together we can facilitate environments for all communities to identify their passion inspire vision, and walk in their evolving purpose. Again, I'm so very proud, so, so, so proud of this philosophy. And I know, like, thinking even now, like, why the hell is Tim sharing his philosophy with us on this podcast? Like, what the fuck does this have to do with anything um, about not just the title of this podcast, but then also what we think he's going to talk about on this um, Tim Talk episode? And what I realized is that at the end of the day, right, whether it's storytelling, employing individual privilege, um, community building, activism, though they have their own lane, if you will, the one common thread and common theme between them all is that it's rooted in truth-telling and being a truth-teller. And so I've come to the conclusion through reflection, really while driving up and down, 495, you know, sitting in, well, rushing through airports, is that my education philosophy, social justice and otherwise, is rooted in being a disruptor. Not destructive, but a disruptor. A disruptor of social norms, a disruptor of the status quo, a disruptor, a disruptor uh, of what we think um, and continue to perpetuate to be true, although we know it's not. And I'm, I, I embrace that. <laughs> I embrace that, not just because it's who I am, but it's because it's who I continue to be, um, really beginning as an undergraduate student at the University of South Carolina. Actually, uh, you probably got to go back to kindergarten. You can fact check this with my mother. Um, But I've been a disruptor since Um, Show and tell, I believe it was kindergarten Pre-K When all the students around the circle were sharing Their favorite song And of course you had like Old MacDonald and Mary Had a Little Lamb And I told the teacher I want to say kindergarten Mother, please confirm or corroborate this story Uh, But I told Our class, (laughs) other five year olds In this class, that my favorite Song was Fuck the World By Tupac And it's funny as hell now, but what it really reminds me of is that a uh, quote that little Baby says in one of his songs, I forget which one it is right now, um, but Baby says that that he be on some shit that they ain't thought of. I know I'll be on some shit they ain't thought of, and that's who I am as a disruptor, and that's who I am as a truth teller and a disruptor. And so a conversation, I talk to my grandma every week, uh, when we have a lot of great conversations. Shout out to my nita mom, who does not want to do a, uh, a dry scoop. But we were talking about being grounded uh, and the difference of being grounded versus being humble. And we really got into this conversation um, that that uh, pivoted towards what it means to speak the truth and to speak your truth. And what my grandmother said was uh, pretty black and white on his face. But of course, we're going to dive deeper into it. But she said that the truth, that the truth is what makes people uncomfortable. The truth is what makes people uncomfortable. And she goes on to say in this conversation that no matter what You know, she's going to tell her truth uh, and she can, you know, be at peace with that. She can go to sleep knowing that she spoke her truth, uh, despite how someone else may feel. But nevertheless, that the truth is what makes people uncomfortable. And so why are you bringing this up, right? Uh, We all read the blog. If you haven't, go check out timothyfbryson.com, read God is My Bridge, and then come back to listen to the rest of this episode. But there was a lot of commentary uh, about the words written in that blog, to the point that it even made D1 ticker, which was quite a surprise. And the reason that I chose to share this blog with the world, um, especially publicly, was because, as my friend said, seldom do black men get the opportunity to share their truth, right? So speak your truth. But more than that, in a time when uh, we, as particularly black communities and black men, speak myself, as a black person, black man, continue to be silenced. Um, continue to be doubted, continue to be um, siloed from opportunities, continue to be under-mentored, Continue, well, excuse me, over-mentored, continue to be over-sponsored? Um, how do we have an opportunity to speak our truth about what's currently happening within our industry? And one of the conversations, one of the most powerful conversations during this um, this past season was with Ashton Henderson, current N4A president, at least outgoing N4A president, of a, up at Michigan State. and We talked about the status in the state, Of college sport. And as I think about this industry, and I love this industry so much um, as it's given me an opportunity to pursue uh, and really walk in my purpose, it's given me an opportunity to continue to learn things about myself that I wouldn't have learned otherwise. um, I cannot imagine how I could commit to helping our industry grow, commit to helping our industry evolve and creating environments rooted in justice If I'm not truthful about what has happened and what is currently happening within intercollegiate athletics in U.S. higher education. We've all seen the articles. We've all heard stories either directly from our friends in private um, and or, you know, through the grapevine. But what that response and the commentary from last week's uh, blog really taught me was like, yo, like now we put a face with a name. Right, like now we've we've really humanized this issue to the point where people can really feel, touch, empathize with what's currently happening, uh, as it relates to at least in my story in, in particular, um, the retention, uh, the promotion, uh, the advocacy and support uh, for Black millennials in college sport. Now, again, my story is not the first, uh, but I do hope it's one of the last. And as I, as I thought about, you know, what I wanted to say, not just in that blog, but also on this podcast now, um, it's not about, you know, the the um, the text of acknowledgement, though I certainly appreciate it. I really do wholeheartedly. It's not about the words of encouragement um, and excited for whatever is next in my career journey. Again, 1000% agree um, and receive all of that. I truly do. But it is what's really took me by surprise to the point where I was super appalled, very appalled, Um, and what I'm about to share next, in that there were so many people, (laughs) so, 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 so many people, particularly um, alumni and former staff members within the department who reached out to me, many of whom I've never met personally, who shared similar stories about their time at the institution. I say that again. There were plenty of alumni, many alumni. Um, there were many former staff members across all identity communities who reached out to me personally, though I, though I have, may have never spoken to them directly ever in my life, who shared similar stories about their time at the institution. And so as I go back to what Ashton is saying on the podcast, it's like, now that you've heard it, what are you going to do about it? We didn't read it. Right, we didn't heard it on this pod. Now, like, what are we as an industry going to do about it? And I'm specifically thinking about those who are in senior level administration, senior level administrative roles, um, within um, college sport. Like, what are you going to do about it? Um, and that's a call to action. That's a call in and a call out to say, like, yo, like, there's no more hiding behind um, uh, um, he said, she said, they said. There's no, there's no more doing that. Like, we we know what's real. And we know it's real because of the responses got not just personally, but also across the industry, and being featured in outlets that have continue to shine light on what's currently happening within our within our uh, within our space. So what are we gonna do? That's a question I continue to ask myself, and you know, really, what my role is in all this uh, outside of being a truth teller. Again, like I said, like I appreciate those who reached out. I really do. Um, quite, I was very overwhelmed to be honest. Uh, for those who have not replied back to yet or responded back to yet, it's coming. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I promise you um, that it's coming. But I think about, the, again, what Ashton said, like, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Because the stories of not just myself, but those who also reached out, the stories of those who have shared both publicly and privately before me are stories that continue to point to toxic work environments that have led, that have led to compromised peace, terrible mental health, and large waves of stab vacancies and turnover across the country period. And again, we see that. Just look at the marketplace, look at the job boards, and we'll see uh, what's currently available, not because of lack of a talent, lack of but uh, because lack of desire to work in an industry that does not support uh, the express needs, explicitly express needs, uh, in my case, and in many cases, of Black students and Black staff members. So I listen. I listen, I reflect, and I continue to go back to episodes that We had on the season this past season, season four. Um, And in this case, there were words from Dr. Neff Walker, uh, who shared that, you know, being an educator means constantly being courageous, constantly calling out the system for what it is, and then challenging the folks you work with to do something about it, which aligns and supports directly what Ashton was saying as well. And what I'm saying is someone who loves this industry, who loves college athletics, and who believes college athletics can be um, a vehicle and a medium through which we can do a lot of good in this world, I'm asking us to do something about it. And I'm also committing to continuing to do something about it, not just by speaking the truth, but also creating communities um, and organizing communities so we can help push this industry forward in justice together. But now nine months later, nine months since we started this season, um, it's now June 21st. And I'm also committed to getting back to my childlike self as Courtney France encouraged us, encouraged us to do on her episode. And so for those who read the blog, I told y'all that you know, I felt like my, well, I know, not felt like my peace was compromised, all is joy for the work. And I tweeted this about my PhD before, but the moment I stopped having fun with it, I'll be done with it. Shout out to Drake. I stopped having fun. It wasn't fun anymore. It's not fun anymore at all. And so I'm committed to getting back to my childlike self and helping to identify, you know, what makes me happy. Uh, the things I enjoy doing, how I can live a life that's not careless, but carefree. Um, Joey, you can start by taking these loans off my plate. Kamala, uh, you can help too. Uh, but I also thought about other episodes that we've had on the season. Um, and, and words that our guests have shared, our family has shared um, about what it means to be an educator. So I think about what Taylor has said. Taylor Turner has said uh, when she said that you can't just sit there and not share what you learn. Uh, what Travis I said Travis down at Coastal, Travis Overton, right? Uh, but to engage, that to engage in a mentorship or sponsorship relationship, you must have a willingness to grow, to learn, to be challenged. Um, but I definitely, definitely, definitely got to shout out my guy, uh, my guy Ilya, who said that how do we see the, that the work that we do, right, our full time jobs, is an opportunity to be who we are and to live what we believe. Again, how do we see that the work that we do is an opportunity to be who we are and to live what we believe? My last day at Maryland was last week, um, June 15th. And leaving Maryland, I can honestly say that I'm ready to grow, I'm ready to learn, and I'm ready to be challenged. And Ilya, I'm happy to say that I found that work and that role uniquely designed for me. Never, ever, never, ever, ever am I going to work so hard for something and not get what I feel like I deserve. Shout out to Dr. Zach Shirley um, in the Letterman jacket. And I agree with that. I'll never, ever, 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 ever work so hard, so much (laughs) for something and not get what I feel like I deserve. And I'm going to help college athletes do the same. So I'm super excited to announce that I've accepted a job, a full-time job, as the director, Of compliance and athlete education at mogul for those who aren't familiar yet heavy emphasis on the yet mogul is the leading we are the leading nil technology solution offering a marketplace compliance and education our company has been recognized as the leading nil marketplace and been featured on several different outlets including the paul feinbaum show for those who want to check that out and we recently won the 2022 South by Southwest pitch competition. On our platform, on Mogul, athletes and brands can connect in a seamless and compliant manner. Our company also offers holistic NIL education, which I'll be overseeing, and resources to athletes, universities, and partners. Colleges and universities who partner with us can access their compliance solution and marketplace capabilities for free. Again, it's free. Mogul is founded by Aiden and Brandon, uh, the two tour classmates at Notre Dame, and they went on uh, to take their strengths to the talents, their gifts, their stories uh, to create a technology solution that's going to solve a, a huge problem, um, a trillion-dollar problem within interco- intercollegiate athletics and U.S. higher education. In this role, I'll be fully remote, thank the Lord, and will be traveling to connect with athletes, colleges, and universities and brands So if you're a college athlete listening to this episode or someone shared this episode with you and or you work directly with college athletes, trust and believe that we, myself and y'all, will be in touch. If I'm in your city, let's grab a beer. Do not let the White Claws fool you on the IPA way. I still love beer. I love it so much. I'm actually brewing another one. Uh, More details to come. Uh, But nevertheless, while I'm here, if you have a plug to the Ohio State Notre Dame game on September 3rd in Columbus and or you have a plug or are the plug for the Texas-Bama game in Austin, Texas, September 10th, please, please, please hit my line so we can talk. I got some exciting things for us to think about and to complete. Uh, But again, hit my line. Please, 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 please on the bucket list. And we'd love to make that happen. Uh, Shout out to everyone. Shout out to everyone. I got to give credit where credit is due. Um, shout out to what uh, Dr. Gay Willis has said on his podcast episode. Shout out to everyone who has taken a stab at figuring out how to educate athletes on how to maximize their NIL earnings. This next role is different than uh, athlete career development, the work that I was doing at Maryland, and outside of traditional higher education, student affairs, and college sport. But I've never, ever fit in a box. And I right, Dr. Lacey? <laughs> and this role at Mogul was designed and saved just for me. So my international athletes, I have not and will not ever forget about y'all. I'm continuing to be loud about the, the the work, the support, the advocacy, and the justice that you all are due within U.S. higher education. And I can promise you that sooner than later, sooner than later, much sooner than later, you all will be able to monetize your name, image, and likeness, um, similar to um, non-F1 students in U.S. higher education competing in college athletics have not forgot about you, and I got something super special for you um, as the newest member at Mogul. Simply put, the last nine months have been a journey. Um, this season has been a journey. Uh, most recently, um, God is My Bridge definitely um, was super inspiring for me. Uh, I'm not going to lie to y'all. It was super inspiring to me. It was at a time when I did not think that I would post, did not think that I would um, share that uh, with the the people uh, to be completely transparent there were many moments when I doubted if I could if I should share it publicly uh, but there are also moments when I doubted what to include in my blog but I go back to what my grandma said twofold in that it's the truth and the truth will make people feel uncomfortable and grandma also said that we don't ever 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 tell no story we don't do that we don't do that um, since the season started, right, I've done a lot of different things, both for my, my personal development, but also my professional development as an educator. Um, for example, I facilitated the NCAA Student Athlete Leadership Forum. I started therapy, which I'll talk about um, either on a blog or a podcast coming up uh, later this year. I traveled to see Don Staley spread the moment with my mother down in Colonial Life Arena. Went by to Cincinnati and chair for the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Um, I got stuck in a bar for longer than I thought I would, but fun experience nonetheless. Um, spoke at NBA All-Star Weekend, accepted an International Educator Fellowship, celebrated my 29th birthday. Thank you, Jesus, for keeping me here. I ran a 10-mile race in honor of Ahmad Arbery. I'm in a personal record time. Got to make a TikTok of my grandma, hosted a block party with a food truck that they told me would be uncharted waters. Never forget that. Um, quit my job but then I also started a new one, uh, because God is good. There were certainly some dark weeks and some darker days, but I'm so, 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 so glad to say that I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here standing. I'm still here walking. They told me to shut up and dribble, and like a dumbass, I listened. (laughs) Again, shout out to those who read the blog, and if you have not read it yet, please go check it out. But they told me to shut up and dribble and like a dumbass. I listen. I'm ending this podcast, them Tum talk today, dribbling like Kyrie on my microphone because I'm already loved. I'm already chosen. I know who I am and whose I am. And I know what God has spoken. Get paid. Build your brand. Make a difference. God is my bridge. God is my bridge. The Mogul TFB era is here, and for those who are in NIL education, again, go back to Dr. Willis, Dr. Gay Willis, and what he has said, y'all better be ready to compete. Y'all better be ready to compete, straight like that. Make sure y'all follow Mogul on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, and on LinkedIn, and I'll be sure to put that in our podcast notes um, and in the caption to um, this Instagram post as well. Uh, but it's our time. It's Mogul's time, yo, and his and game over. I'm telling you that right now. Like, y'all saw what happened at Maryland. Doing the same thing, if not better. Yeah, We're actually going to do this shit better. Better with Mogul. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode and season of Walk with TFB. Again, this episode is going to help us cross 20,000 20, 20, downloads, which is a phenomenal accomplishment for us to celebrate, and we will. I'll figure out how we can do that um, together. If you have not already, again, please rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Five stars and a bomb-ass review, but only if you mean it. I look forward to taking some time over the next couple months to just rest. And be still, yo. Like The boy is tired. The boy is tired. So I'm going take the next couple weeks, excuse me, next couple months to just rest and plan for Season 5. I will tell y'all right now that, that the theme and some of our guests are actually already are already confirmed for season five, and we are taking the next step forward. We are taking the next step upward, and we'll continue to walk. We're walking. We're walking, we're walking, we're walking. I'm so glad I get to walk uh, with you all, with y'all, with us along this journey. Um, Would not be here without us and without y'all. For those who have been on the podcast uh, since the very beginning, I wanna thank you for opting in to a vision that i had saw myself but a vision that you all continue to help me fulfill um, by saying yes by pressing play and continuing to walk in your individual purpose as well Cannot conclude this episode without giving a shout out to all of our guests from season four cannot do that so from the very beginning dr lacey carmen johnson thank you so much Dr. Neff Walker, thank you. Dr. Michael Goodman, thank you. Dr. Gabe Willis, thank you. Kayla Funderberg, appreciate you. So Courtney France, Ashton Henderson, Dr. Zach Shirley, appreciate y'all. Wayne, uh, Dr. Wayne Black. You weren't Wayne, you weren't Doctor before, but you still Wayne. Dr. Wayne Black, appreciate you, homie. Dr. Baker, future Dr. Tania, T Briggs, future Dr. Chelsea Smith, Sydney, Amad Boyd, Travis Overton, Chid, Taylor, Ilya, Ma, thank y'all so much. My mom's episode said it best, yo. This is what makes me tick. Fuck around if you want to. Y'all better be ready to compete. Look forward to seeing y'all soon, man. But as always, walk with me.